Welcome to Christchurch Manchester Sermon Podcast. CCM is one church that meets every Sunday in various locations across Manchester. For more information about who we are or about our Sunday meetings, please visit www.christchurchmanchester.com. Great, thank you, Andy. So, yeah, back um, in December when I was thinking about preaching plans and schedules and what I wanted to do, I put together a little series uh, about wisdom literature and looking at in the Old Testament some of these books. Uh, and it so happens that today I was due to speak about Job uh, anyway. Um, and um, mulling over what I wanted to do today, I thought, actually, this is a really timely book for us. It's got a lot to teach in this season. Uh, so we're going to uh, have a look at just a few things uh, out of the story of Job. This is actually the second sermon that I've done on Job recently. So uh, there's one on the CCM podcast feed, if you want to have a listen at some point, where we just looked at the, the idea that bad things do happen. Uh, bad things happen uh, to people who have done nothing wrong to warrant them, and that God is good. That's kind of the, the foundation that we started with. And we acknowledge there's, there's a little bit of a mystery in that to say, okay, well, if these things are happening and it's not Job's fault and uh, we might look at the things happening to us and say, well, actually, it's not my fault. There's not something that I've done that's caused this situation that I'm now uh, facing and dealing with. And yet it's not God's fault either. How do we process that and what do we do with it? And we're left with two questions. Uh, and the first question that Job would put to us is how do we respond to God when we're having hard times? And uh, it's a big question. Some of us want to blame God. Some of us want to distance ourselves from God. Or some of us want to lean into God during the times that are difficult. And you know, the second question that Job would ask is, is how do we respond to other people who are going through hard times? And uh, Job has these three friends, uh, or, well, these three idiots who claim to be his friends, um, who they start off really well. They just go and uh, sit sit with him for the first week uh, and don't say anything uh, that, that's a good start um, but then when Job starts to process they just start um, accusing him say Job this is your fault you've brought it all on yourself and they make a, a tough situation even worse for him what I want to do this morning uh, is start to drill into this guy Job himself and look what it is uh, about him that um, stands out compared to these three friends because in, in the debate Job handles himself pretty well actually he's trying to um he's trying to assert look i really don't see anything that i've done uh, that's directly linked to what's happening so it's not just like a, a karma i've done bad bad things are happening to me uh, and, and yet uh, i don't want to say god's messed up here either i'm just confused and i don't know what to do let me just kind of summarize the story in case you don't know uh, the story of job job was a he's called an upright man he was a good guy he feared god and he turned away from evil he had uh, loads of animals loads of sheep camels oxen and donkeys he had uh, many servants he had uh, his kids and his kids would go and have feasts and festivals in each other's houses and basically everything goes wrong for job uh, and it all happens at once. His, uh, one by one, uh, his different uh, herds and flocks of animals are all destroyed. And he gets this day where like, a servant comes and tells him, all your cows are gone. And the next guy comes, all your donkeys are gone. Uh, and then another guy, all your camels are gone. And uh, everything 
is gone. Then he finds uh, that there's been a disaster at the house that his kids were gathered and they've all died. Then he finds himself afflicted in his body as well with all kinds of sores all over him. And it, it's just all gone wrong for him. And uh, really the theme of the book is a reflection on tough times and suffering and what it is about. Well, at the end of the book, um, you get God's verdict on the debate that has ensued and we find this uh, in chapter 42 of Job so let me just read from verse 7 uh, it says after the Lord had spoken these words to Job the Lord said to Eliphaz the Temanite my anger burns against you and against your two friends for you have not spoken of me what is right as my servant Job has I don't know if you ever had an experience at school where you've been given like a task to do in the class and everyone's getting on with it. And they're like, the teacher stops you all halfway through and takes one kid's example of their work uh, and shows everyone like, this is the kind of thing, this is what I had in mind. Have you ever been picked as that kid, the one who the teacher says, yeah, this kid is nailing it. Now imagine God does that with you, because that's basically what God does here. He turns to Eliphaz and says, you've messed up, but look at Job, look at how he's spoken about this situation. He's in the right here. What an incredible thing for God to say. I'd love to have God say that of the way I handle tough times and I handle sufferings. Uh, so what I want to do uh, this morning is just look at uh, four things that Job knew that fed into the way he responded to the tough times he was facing. And here's the first one. Job knew that God is good. He knew that God is good. So uh, in chapter 1, verse 22, the end of chapter 1, this is just when everything was going wrong for Job. It said, in all this, Job did not sin or charge God with wrong. That's the big, big question of the whole book. Is Job going to uh, just lash out at God? Is he going to say that God is to blame? And he didn't do it. He did not charge God with wrong at all. Now, um, Job may not have understood his circumstances. He didn't uh, have a clear idea why the things that were happening in his day were happening, yet he understood his God. And I think that's a great word for us uh, in a time of uncertainty, in a time like the one we face at the moment. We might have little clarity of what's going on around us. It seems like everything's shifting so fast and it's hard to get a handle on it. And um, did anyone this week ever found yourself praying a why prayer this week? I, I mean, I have a lot this week just been praying, God, why? I don't get it. I don't understand what is happening. And, and Job asks the why question too. It's a good question to ask in prayer. But there are different ways of asking a why question when you're praying. So you can ask it in a humble way. So coming before God and say, God, I don't understand. I don't get it. But I do have faith. I know you are good. I know you're working. I know you're sovereign. And I know you're in control. Or you can ask a why question that's a bit more accusatory. God, why would you let this happen? God, you must, you must have blown it. Like I, I'm looking at this. and You can't really be God if this is happening. There are different ways of asking it. Let's not um, get into the accusatory. Let's hold on to this truth that God is good. Because in a time when everything seems unclear, the, the, the thing that anchors us and roots us uh, are, are the things that we can be absolutely clear about and that's God and that's his character and that's his goodness that's what we've always known of him there's a song that I've been living with uh, lately the last few weeks that I think is really uh, relevant for us uh, at this time you've probably heard it it's called uh, the goodness of God uh, it just goes like this 
I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy never fails me. All my days I've been held in your hands. From the moment that I wake up until I lay my head, I will sing of the goodness of God. And all my life you have been faithful. And all my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I'm able, I will sing of the goodness of God. I think a song like that could be an anthem for us at a time like this, because we've always known every day of our lives, God has shown himself to be faithful. He's shown himself to be good. He's shown us who he is. That hasn't changed, and that never will. And that gives us something to hold on to when the world seems confusing and a bit uh, uncertain to us. We can rest in that knowledge that God is good. So that's the first thing that Job knew. Second thing that I just want to pick out that Job knew is that suffering is tough. Suffering is tough. And uh, I, I get this from chapter one and I'll look at verse 20. It says that Job arose and he tore his robe, he shaved his head and he fell on the ground and he worshipped. And what I see Job doing here is he's starting to engage with the things that have happened to him. There's a kind of grief in this that he's tearing his robe shaving his head these are the ways that people grieved and then that grief turns into worship we've got an interest in a few weeks months however long it is ahead of us uh, and there are different ways that we can handle it and there are different ways that we can use the time now now one of the dangers for us is, is we just uh, go all numb to everything that's going on and say so this is a little holiday from life i'll catch up on netflix i'll get really good at fifa uh, and i'll drink wine that's what i'm going to do uh, for, for my kind of social distancing another danger that we might have particularly as christians is we become really trite about things and we just kind of spout out a few cliches like we'll say well god is in control and so we just leave it at that and then we don't engage with the things that are happening. Now, God is in control, and that is a good truth to affirm. But let's also look around at what's happening. It's right to be concerned. There's, uh, there's a pandemic in our, in our country, in our world. It's affected a lot of people. People are losing jobs and livelihoods as well. Uh, people's uh, isolation, loneliness. There are lots of things that should bother us and should grieve us. And uh, I think Job's response shows it's right to grieve. It's right to engage in the things that are happening around us and to acknowledge them. You know, it's right to cry. I mean, I've been crying this week about things that are happening. I, I hope a lot of you have too. These are sad times and uh, we should engage ourselves in that and go through that grief. It's right to wail and to come to God. And it's right to then let that, that thing inside you, not drive you to despair, but to drive you to God. Because for Job, he, he tore his robe and shaved his head, but then he fell on the ground and worshipped. It's right to let that sense of God, this is rubbish, God, I hate what's happening, but I'm going to come to you. We see this loads in, in the Psalms, and, and we see uh, people start the Psalms that they're writing with. These are the circumstances, and you know, there's confusion, there's anger, there's different feelings, but by the end of the Psalm, they're affirming the truth that they know about God. So, uh, yeah, let's, let's let it drive us to God. Let's let it drive us to prayer and worship and fasting. I think one good that can come of this time is rather than uh, just catching up on Netflix, and there's nothing wrong with Netflix, but that, that's not the sum total of what this time is about for us. I think one good that can come of it is it can really drive us to the Lord in prayer and teach us 
how to pray. So God knew, so Job knew that God is good. Job knew that suffering is tough. The third thing that Job knew is, is Job knew that God knows more than he does. Job knew that God knows more than he does. So uh, if you look at chapter 9 and verse 3 of the book of Job, uh, he says, If one wished to contend with him, one could not answer him once in a thousand times. So imagine you're going to have this little uh, chat with God. You're having a conversation. Uh, You've got questions, I guess. And you bring your questions to God. And then God's got a bunch of questions and he brings them to you. And you both get to ask each other your questions. How do you think that conversation is going to go? It's like the ultimate cross-examination, isn't it? You know, have you ever seen a movie, like a courtroom movie, and like one lawyer's asking a few questions, and it seems like they've got something of a case. Then the other lawyer just gets up and cross-examines, and the witness kind of crumbles uncomfortably on the stand. Well, imagine God started asking questions of his own. And actually something like this does happen uh, later in the book of Job. God appears, and as all these people have been asking questions, why is this happening? God comes in and says, hey, I've got some questions of my own. And uh, let's just read uh, a bit from uh, Job 38. It says, the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, who is this that darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Dress for action like a man. He's basically saying, come on, man up, Job. I will question you and you make it known to me. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? On what were its bases sunk? Or who laid its cornerstone? When the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. Or who shut in the sea with doors when it burst out from the womb? When I made clouds in garment and thick darkness its swaddling band and prescribed limits for it and set bars and dust and he goes on and on and on asking about the natural world the animal world everything in creation said do you know this no do you know this no were you there when this happened no 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 job doesn't have any answers to god's questions but as we saw back in chapter nine job already knew this was the case he knew that if god asked him a thousand questions he wouldn't be able to answer one of them so he's bringing a humility to the table he knows that for all he might want to understand what's going on around him. He knows that, that God knows a lot more than he does. And you know, in life, we may never understand why things happen the way they do. Yet we can trust in that anchor that we've talked about, knowing that God is good. And we can rest in the knowledge that even when we don't know what's happening and when we don't get it, God knows way more than we do. Well, here's number four then. This is the last thing I wanted to pick out that Job knew and job knew that seeing god changes everything seeing god changes everything chapter 42 and this is job's response now after god has asked all these questions it says then job answered the lord and said i know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted who is this that hides counsel without knowledge that i've uttered what i did not understand things too wonderful for me which I did not know. Here I will speak, I will question you, and you make it known to me. I had heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you. Therefore I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. So he's saying, I had heard about you, but now God, I've seen you. And that has changed everything. In this book, Job starts with questions, but he ends 
with awe. That the God who is mighty and who's bigger and more majestic than he could ever imagine has just shown up and met with him. He gets this glimpse of God and he's undone. He says, I despise myself. I repent in dust and ashes. There's a repentance here. And the repentance isn't that, oh, I did this one thing wrong and that's why I'm suffering. It's just repentance. God, you're so glorious and I'm so small and insignificant and sinful that before you, I just repent. We see it in others who meet with God in the Bible as well. Isaiah, when he had his vision of God, it's like, woe is me. And I think this is something that can happen uh, at some point for all of us on the Christian journey. We get this moment when it's like the vividity of the reality of God just kicks in. It's like we've seen God in a new light and everything in us just gets realigned around that reality. You know, I've got no idea what God's going to do through this season of uncertainty. But I know that he's God and that he's going to work it together for good somehow and scripture tells us that god works all things together for good and you know what i do wonder if for some of us this season this next few weeks and months will be a season where we meet with god in a new way well like an old us the way um that we have been going along the the previous version of ourselves even as christians just gets realigned and um a lot of the shallowness around the edges of our faith just gets broken as we press into this vision of God. And then kind of from the ashes of that, something new, confident in God, mature, strong in faith emerges. Yeah, I'd love it if out of a dark time like that, something like this could emerge in us, because it seems to have done so with Job here. So uh, just a few thoughts from the book of Job that uh, might just uh, provoke us or, or just help us have this response. Uh, if God commends Job's response, that if we, if we learn these lessons from him, maybe we can respond to what's going on around us in a way that God would want to.